Okay, well, earlier we were talking about when we were kids. Why was an embarrassing yeah, how story? How we used to just like lie for the hell of it. Just this morning, for some reason, I was thinking about this because probably as a four, I still dwell on things from a million years ago. Yeah. And it was this, the most absurd why. I was like in my room. We lived in this kind of like rundown government subsidized housing and a fight had broken out on the street and there were like these two girls, maybe a grade or so older than me that got sort of physical in each other's face. I don't know, I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> it was out of eyesight. <laughs> but did I tell people that I saw it? Yes, I did. <laughs> and did I tell people that I saw girl one throw rocks at girl two? Yes, I did. Did that happen? I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> Welcome to Underneath It All, a podcast focused on having relatable conversations around mental health. My name is Grizel, and on this season of the podcast, our conversations are centered around the Enneagram, a motivational personality framework that's based on nine core motivations, also known as types, that is very helpful for self-awareness. Today, we're talking about the type four, the individualist, and I'm joined by a fellow four named Joe, who is the gal who told that hilarious story in the beginning of this episode. Joe and I are new friends because we both quickly bonded, well, as much as you can bond as a four, about what it's like to be a four. Before we dive too deep into the episode, I want to let you know that I recorded this episode on my couch with Joe and a couple friends in the studio. The quality of sound isn't going to be as good as other episodes. However, as fours, I wanted to make sure that we both felt comfortable enough to share vulnerabilities, which meant not caring as much about the quality of sound and instead sitting comfortably on my couch. A huge crowd of people all staring at me as I give this elaborate retelling of how the fight went down. And then one of the girls who was in the fight was like, how could you have possibly seen that? Like your house is right over there. We were standing here when it happened and I was outed in front of this enormous like crowd who had like obviously come to see a fight. And I got grounded. Just this morning I was thinking about that lie and how stupid I felt, how I was like, oh, I have really good eyesight. <laughs> like I actually tried to pull that. Oh Dude. my god. <laughs> I, why do you, I used to lie so much. I, I like would fit, I was telling, it's embarrassing saying it out loud now in front of not fours, but like I used to fake pass out because I just like needed that attention. And it was like, I just, I, whatever, and it's like, that's like the whole thing. It's like, you will do anything for love. I needed to be different. I needed to be I different. I needed to know and everything that was happening. And yeah, I needed all the attention. It's so interesting and weird. I used to pretend to be cross-eyed. Like, <laughs> I was literally like, purposefully cross my eyes. <laughs> God, I'm a fucking weirdo. Uh, what were you like before 24? Well, I had compartmentalized everything bad that had happened to me. And right. so I was still walking around living this life as somebody who had, like, sure, I understood, like, relative to other people, it wasn't good for me. Right. And sure, I understood that I had experienced suffering, but I didn't have a full grasp of, like, mm -hmm. what that means, yeah. or how it would impact me, how it would impact my relationships, friends. And I was so idealistic, I was so happy, I was so, like, hippy dippy I shut it all away I think I had to to survive yeah and it wasn't until that like memories began unlocking for me and I got out in the world and 
started meeting other people who like challenged me to view these things that I began to change and actually kind of like take the mirror and look and reflect on these things. And while sure, now I might be wildly moody and all over the place and unpredictable, I don't think I would trade that. The awareness that I have now is really powerful. I feel super aware of self and my emotions and what's going on. Do you feel like you ever go back to like those compartmentalizations? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, if anything, I think I probably memory loop. I think I probably relive things. Yeah. I try to control people at times. Yes. Really? Yeah. Who? I was so man manipulative. Oh yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, I wanted all the attention, and especially for men, and it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And, like, they gave it to me, they fed that, like, they made me a monster, and I was happy to be it. And if I could finesse the situation, I was doing it. And I think at the time, I didn't understand it was me wanting control. It was wanting me to, like, shape this reality yeah, I totally that I had that. been making in my mind or something else. In the moment, were you aware of what you were doing? Because, like, for me, when I think about it, because I do the same thing with, like, I feel so, sometimes I, I think about it and I just feel like fucking shit. I'm like, I was a monster. <laughs> like, yeah. I just feel guilty for, like, yeah. the shit I used, I've done to people, you know? Mm -hmm. And But, like, in the moment, it was because I was reliving my trauma in the moment with the person. So it was, like, it was manipulative for sure, but it was manipulative because of the trauma that I went through. I think I could usually look back on it and see that was fucked up. That wasn't cool. But in the moment, no, I think it was autopilot. So how to get along with me. Give me plenty of compliments. They mean a lot. Be a supportive friend or partner. Help me to learn to love and value myself. Respect me for my special gifts of intuition and vision. Though I don't always want to be cheered up when I'm melancholy, I sometimes like to have someone lighten me up a little. Don't tell me I'm too sensitive or that I'm overreacting. <laughs> yeah, yes. all of that. All of those are yes for me too. Okay, relationships. Fours at their best in a relationship are empathetic, supportive, gentle, playful, passionate, and witty. They're self-revealing and bond easily. In their worst, they are too self-absorbed, jealous, emotionally needy, moody, self-righteous, and overly critical. They become hurt and feel rejected easily. Uh, mostly the like beginning of that. I don't... I do feel hurt and rejected easily, without a doubt. I think I experience criticism and rejection very, very deeply. And I think some of that is me just struggling to be okay with self in general. And so then to hear that echo back to me that I'm lacking or deficient in something, it can be very reasonable, the criticism or the rejection. And it can also be something that's not even about self. And I take it really fucking hard. Too, I yeah. internalize it, I wrap it up, and then I like let a little piece of that become me. But that's not always how I am and on the whole I don't feel especially like possessive envious in relationships I just want people to thrive and I think that like lends itself so much more to the first half of that and that compassionate empathetic supportive like mm -hmm. but on the whole I don't think that's who I am I'm trying to accept more that I'm not just shitty you know <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to just like be like, Grizz, you're not that bad. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, right. Like I just I'm like always in that space. I'm just I think making friends is hard in that space where you just like, I'm so fucking moody and I know it and it's like, how do you allow people to enter that space without being judged? And it's like I'm I'm fine with it because I know what I need to like cope with it.
the more places I am vulnerable with others is when I start seeing that, like, like I, that self-doubt of myself, you know, and then sure. you get close with people and then it's like, okay, no, 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 you're not that bad, you know, getting that confidence back. I think people mean a lot more to me than I feel like people in my life are more important to me than like it in reverse, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, like sure. I feel like so influenced by the people around me to such a dramatic, so intense how affected I am by others that it's like it can make or break me. It's your intuition. It's you having already played out how you think this situation is going to go, how you think they're going to receive you, yeah. how you think they look at you. You've already decided in your fantasy mind what mm. these people think about you, and so you walk into it, and you don't see anything else. You're not allowing yourself to be big picture. You feel most authentic when you're alone. Same, yeah. hard same. But, like, so what is your inner critic saying to you when you're, like, going into social situations? It is, like, set and setting. <laughs> Who am I with? Am I with these guys? Like, I can be my worst and best self. <laughs> or am I going to a thing that's, like, big and anonymous? For the most part, with a social setting, it needs to be only people I know well or so many people that I'm not seen. I mean, that's how I feel, too. I want to be close, and I, I'm ready for closeness with people, yeah. and it's so hard to not want to force that. Yeah. I'm just, like, vibe-checking left and right. Yeah. I am looking at all these cues around the room. I'm so hyper-stimulated if I'm in that Goldilocks zone of, like, there's just enough people here that I kind of have to be on. I have to be someone that they thought that I am. Just, like, something that you really appreciated something that you wish people understood about you. And then also I want to know what the hardest thing is to accept. I think one of the hardest things for me is I do allow myself to stay hurt. I will do all the things to continue feeding that hurt. I will self-sabotage in work, relationships, my passions, to maintain this victim and I, I'll put that on display like I want people to observe me hurting yeah. and do I want them to make me feel better no it feels like a dangerous place I know it's not sustainable I know there's all these things I need to be doing to get out of that and I feed it it's like my biggest monster it's a dangerous place because it can spiral so fast I think something with age like I've allowed myself to be more vulnerable healthy and healthy so that like when the big ick comes like when I'm at my lowest I know I have people that aren't gonna let me stay there I know that's not acceptable <laughs> and I now have people in my life who remind me like we so, can't stay here well and like you don't you don't have to stay there too like yeah. you have a safe place exactly yeah and I don't know, like, what that is. Is that the desire to, like, be different, to be afflicted? Is that, like, oh, I'm so misunderstood. Nobody could <laughs> ever know what it's like to feel this way. Is that, does that arise out of not feeling seen in other places? Does that arise out of being envious? Like, other people are out there, like, wow, they're doing so good at chasing their passion or balancing their work life. You know, why is, is that what sets it off? And then I feed it. Or is it my sensitivity to rejection and criticism? Is that what will trigger it? Because I'm so sensitive, I'm so triggered. And I think 
that's the scariest part is the monster can come out so fucking fast. That's why I think I'm so scared of also getting intimate with people. I'm like, I just, I'm always keeping people like at a very specific distance from myself. But then that mentality is what feeds the fact that I won't be vulnerable. And every time I've chosen to be vulnerable, it's proven wrong. And I, at least for me, that's what I've been trying to chase more is just like, like, I am right about a lot of things and my intuition for sure is, but I think I'm trying to trust it to like almost like a, the next level of like presence is really all I can offer and like being true to the moment that is like right in front of me. But it's so hard because of how sensitive I am and like because I'm so influenced. I'm so highly influenced by my surroundings it sucks mm -hmm. because it's like you'd be learning to adapt in survival mode as a kid like you're just yeah. like yeah okay attention here okay attention here and you just like go from one spot one spot one spot and it's just like that's what you do you become a chameleon of validation which is what social media did to me and like i that's why i got addicted i'm like of course i got fucking addicted to that shit it was validation after validation and like i still have to check myself like on a literally i have an accountability partner because i really do feel like it's almost like alcohol like there's it's a different type of addiction it's a different type, yeah. and, and like i like validation and i fucking know that and that's like that's dopamine like yeah. there's a biochemical response to yeah this, yeah you know? and because it, of a lack of it from somewhere right so i hear you say one like you're so sensitive but also you struggle to be vulnerable with people and I feel like most people would be really surprised to hear me describe myself as being deeply sensitive because I feel very private with how soft I am, with how sensitive that I am. I feel like I have a really well, mm -hmm. well-made outward image and that is one that is not touchable. Super aloof when in reality like I had to create that to survive as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was put in situations where I wasn't allowed a reaction. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to cry. Yeah. Crying was more punishment and so learning how to trust people with like that deep sensitivity is fucking hard and it takes practice and I don't think it's something that we can ever just arrive at. And it's probably not even like a uniquely for thing to be outwardly hard as a lobster or whatever and then actually just like mm -hmm. soft and mushy. Anybody who has fours in their life should know like they need to be checking with them. So I lived like deeply in a fantasy world when I was a kid. I was an only child. And then I guess maybe it was like safe in this made up world that I had for myself. I loved my fantasy world. I used to play with my fingers. I These are like my princesses and these are my princes because I was like a romantic. Like I loved the corny, stupid movies, like all of it. And these were the horses and they would gallop every night into the sunset. <laughs> oh my god, that's so beautiful. No, it's not. It's beautiful like Lisa Frank sunset. <laughs> it's like such a romantic kid. And Same. honestly, it's just like I really wanted to be happy. Yeah, I feel like we talked a lot about, like, the hard parts of Good things about being a four. If I'm in a healthy place, I create things. I don't overthink it. I just, like, let myself create it and not, like... Because it's, it is about just the creative process and whatever fucking happens afterwards is what it is. I feel like if I actually get to the doing part and I'm in a good place, I can do absolutely anything. When I'm healthy and motivated and driven, I feel so unstoppable. Me fucking too. 
What is that like? <laughs> I love that person. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, need to, I want to become that more, man. Same. I don't know if it's sustainable. Myra and I have this long joke about the Gardettos, how good the little brown ones are. What are Gardettos? They're those, like, Chex Mix things. The best part, the ride ship and the Chex Mix. Ah, oh, the best yeah, 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 yeah. part of Chex Mix. Okay, okay. So right. which one's better? Well, the rye chip, obviously. The rye chip is so good, you can buy a bag of just the rye chips. Really? Yeah. Okay. But my point is, is that you need, need you need rest. You need the rest of the Gardettos you need to it. make the wrong one taste so damn yeah, good. Yeah, like, yeah. You need it because you wouldn't have realized it. You wouldn't have realized it. Without those exactly. little breadsticks, yeah. you wouldn't know how you shitty wouldn't. the rest of the Gardettos were yeah. for the thousands of pretzels. Do you feel like you have a hard time connecting with people who don't have depth? Probably, yeah, and I guess like unhealthier parts of myself feel like I'm better than them. And I don't like saying that out loud. No, but I honestly, the Enneagram is helping me with that. It's not that they don't have depth, it's just we're not seeing it. It's a different kind of depth. It's like, like have to be art. You can be just as intense and intentional with other aspects of your life and feel connected to other aspects of your life. The four is at the heart center, so of course we feel very strongly, but that's what's honestly helped me have so much more empathy for other people. See how beautiful and strong other people's gifts are, you know? That becomes clearer and clearer. And I think I even push away the opportunity to go deeper with people if I think that what their emotional depth like depth is looks different than mine. And that's like a thing that I have to accept that everyone emotes differently. Everyone is mm -hmm. putting different versions of themselves out there and I am not the judge of that. And there's no fucking way I'm better than that. Like there is no version of me that is better than any version of anybody else. I feel like I, I've been trying to approach things with more curiosity lately and that's Same. really helped me. Like yeah. just being like, why do I need to think anything of yeah. a situation? If I'm going to think it, I might as well fucking ask. And just like have my question. Leave it alone. It's like, why would I even think I understand a situation? Any other good things you like about being a four? I do feel wildly creative. I feel like I make beautiful things and I feel like I give beautiful things to other people. I feel like I fully arrive for other people more than I ever can for myself. The biggest gift in my life is in giving and being of service and I think part of being a four is what lets me do that. I feel like I have that, you had said it earlier, like that chameleon personality. Like I feel like it allows me to show up to people exactly where they are and like meet them where they need it. Reveal to me what they need to feel better. Like if I had a gift at all, I fucking hope that's what is coming across to people. Mm. Yeah, I want people to feel safe with me. I want them to yeah. feel elevated. And, and these are all probably things that I just want back. I feel that too. Yeah. If you're another four out there listening to this episode, I really hope that listening to the conversation between us helped you not feel so alone. I thought I was so isolated for so long. And being able to put words to some of the most dark feelings was the most validating, powerful experience. Although Joe is fairly new to the Enneagram, it was really cool to see how she was able to relate to this resource in some of the ways that I deeply resonated to it. More than just relating, this tool has been so important for my growth, which is what Alex, my co-host, and I had the opportunity to talk through as well. 
What do you appreciate most about being a four? The thing I appreciate the most is also the thing I, I struggle with the most, but my sensitivity to my environment is probably what I appreciate the most because I feel like when people, especially more recently, when people do things for me that are to enhance my environment, I feel a lot more appreciative of it and I feel like other people really appreciate it as well when you're like mindful about it and so being more aware of how sensitive I am helps me relate to other people and feel connected to them which I feel like is really yeah it's just nice to feel connected I think because you know I don't feel I feel pretty isolated all the time but I feel like because of my emotional connection to things I feel like I'm able to yeah just connect with people on like a really deep level and I, I do think that that helps me also want to connect to myself in that way too so it's something I'm learning to appreciate knowing that I'm in the heart space I try to connect with the mind space and the body space more in order for me to balance myself and I think it's been a really big part of just the way that I use my time and my energy and I am so in the heart space that I need to make sure that I'm in the head space and in the body space in more ways so that the heart doesn't take over it's something that I'm really like especially as a therapist it's really hard to do that because I care so 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 much about my clients but it's I, I just too easily put my heart into things and that's what drives everything and it makes me kind of blind to the mind space and then the the body space and I just I'm so extreme sometimes because of how much I lead with my heart ways that I balance myself is trying to connect with the other aspects of my personality and challenging myself in that way because I think my brain and my body and my mind all of it being a four means that it's very natural for me to lead with my heart but that's not necessarily like the most I don't think it's always necessary too, you know or not even necessary it's just not always healthy I feel like that's why I've been trying to like lean into my natural whatever my five wing means to me because it is more headspace and it's really helped me see myself as bigger than just the four and it kind of helps me see the entire picture of the Enneagram. What is the funniest thing about fours? The being special thing, which I feel like I still go back and forth about. I'm currently leaning into the fact that that is true about myself that I do feel special and I but I feel like I'm redefining it because I think you know we are you know as fours we feel very unique and I think in in ways and there are ways that I think people see that as a four so like being really creative or being really artistic or being whatever and for me I feel like you know I I've always kind of made fun of it because I feel like I've always wanted to be special in spaces that I wasn't actually special in but I feel like it's not so much about any of the things that I do or act upon the funniest part about being a four is it's it's not I don't feel like there's a defining feature about or like a, a defining thing that makes us special I just think that 
we're special because we we feel with our hearts in such a deep way and that's what makes us special but I think it's really funny that we think we're so special at the same time (laughs) what is the most interesting part of being a four I think it's interesting the pathology of the four to be so spooky scary (laughs) just like the the capability and the capacity to like go to such dark dark places I find to be really interesting and I think it scares me (laughs) to know that I'm I'm able to like go to those dark dark places but it's like that feeling because you feel so so deeply that it makes sense but the fact that if you're not if I'm not taking care of myself things kind of go haywire is just like my ability to my my I can't self-soothe if I'm not taking care of myself I have like and that's already hard for me to do on like a regular basis you know what I mean so like the fact that things can just get really shitty really fast I feel like is something that I think is interesting about four of all the types I feel like because it is yeah it's just it's kind of chaotic it feels like fours can very quickly turn into a villain (laughs) of Cirque and like that where they're at like they have to kind of maintain peace in small communities or or it because if not things just go south very fast because of the overfeeling and the way that people like look at overfeeling versus like over yeah overthinking and I mean I think it just kind of I don't know really sitting with what that means also makes me want to make sure that I'm only giving in areas that I actually can because I'm such an overfeeler I don't want to overfeel a situation just because I'm putting myself too much in that situation you know so yeah it's just it's kind of hard to balance what do you wish people understood about force that the moodiness is nothing personal that the moodiness is just like a way of expressing ourselves and a lot of times I feel like Part of the reason why I isolate and like need a lot of alone time is because I understand that that moodiness is an energy that is really uncomfortable for most people. And so I have to place a lot of boundaries with with people because and it's not so much about them as much as it is I don't want to put my negative energy and it's not it's not so much negative it's just moody man I'm just affect I'm like one minute I'm great that literally seconds later I could be sobbing about I don't know it's and I've gotten better at noticing the triggers you know being able to like process how what kind of time I need but like it, when life happens and it's like one thing after another after another I really struggle to socialize or or be like intimate unless I've taken enough time for myself to like actually feel the things that I need to feel and I think sometimes like that looks that comes across as like flakiness and that comes across as me not caring about like the other person but a lot of times I feel so hard that I just need some time to process what I'm going through and I'm trying to like be better about not being as impacted by smaller things but life happened and I, I have to feel them or I'm not really able to like move forward. I feel like fours are obviously creative, but I think there's 
kind of, you know, and I think any type, any person can be creative. I don't think it necessarily has to do with your type. But I think fours have a really like uninhibited creativity that they're kind of not afraid to share, like an unfinished, just creative idea, which is kind of cool. Because even my creativity is really well thought out. And so, yeah, that just that uninhibited ability to put an idea out there. Man, I actually never thought of it like that, but it's like that heart guide, right? Like, you just are like, well, fuck it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. You're just leading with your heart. And I think sometimes, at least for me, I get attached to the feeling more than the, the, I get attached to the sensation of the feeling more than the actual, like what is actually going on. And that's something I've been like working on. It's like, okay, that's why it's so important to take a step back and think, okay, like, First of all, you don't even fully understand the situation, you know, and if I attach too much to that feeling, I'll just go run that course instead of looking at the situation from a more holistic perspective, you know, like because especially because information often comes in spurts, you know, to like fully emote and feel once receiving information. And it's kind of like what you're saying, like it's not all of the it's not all of the information to, in order to have such a strong emotion, you know? Dude, did you know fucking Frida Cowell was a fucking four? I read this quote. It says, I used to think I was the strangest person in the world, but then I thought there are so many people in the world. There must be someone just like me who feels bizarre and flawed in the same ways I do. And, like, of course, her unibrow, like, she was not one to conform to tradition. She was really melancholy. She says, um, Frida expressed her deepest struggles and pain in her artwork. My painting carries with it the message of pain. Yes, Frida. That's the perfect example of that uninhibited creativity. Like, her artwork was just, it was so weird and, like, unique and interesting and I feel like she she just like put it out there like she has so many pieces that are just honestly so bizarre she felt that like bizarre quality that she had and she just translated it into some really cool art and it's like it's not the most beautiful perfectly correct thing it's just like a it's like a true expression I do like how fours are very just like their own person. I feel like every four is I'm like, you Thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to check out the show notes for resources, including the workbook that goes along with the season. Also, if you're interested in diving deeper into the Enneagram and mental health resources and conversations, check out our Patreon. Joining the Patreon not only gets you access to mental health tools, but also gets you access to bonus episodes and a live discussion with me of your choice. Another important way to support the show is by rating us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It's a fast and free way to support the show, and it really makes a difference for other people to find us. Tune in next week to learn about the Type 5, the investigator, and is what Alex's type is. And if you know of any fours or any people who seem a little melancholy that need some extra support, send them this episode. Till next time, be kind to yourself, drink some water, get outside, connect with others, and most of all, connect with yourself. You deserve it.